This is Rosen Institute's Your Law Firm, where Lee Rosen and Ned Days cover management, marketing, finance, and new technologies for building the practice you deserve. Here's Lee Rosen. It's good to be with you today from Taipei, Taiwan, where we're in the final days of our visit. So it's time to jam in the tourist stuff that we've been neglecting. It's also time to eat some more Din Tai Fung meals. Din Tai Fung, for those who don't know, is a chain of Taiwanese soup dumpling restaurants. They've got locations all over the place, including including the U.S., China, the U.K., Australia, Singapore, Thailand, and a few other places. And it's a great restaurant. It's quick and it's easy and it's delicious. But it started here in Taipei. The original Den Tai Fung was created just down the street from where we are staying. And I'll tell you, I think Den Tai Fung is better in Taiwan. We're eating all the chow long bao that we can before we fly out of here. And it is absolutely Absolutely delicious. It's time for your tech tip. How do you go about hiring a web developer? Well, in a previous life, I was something of a web developer myself. When I was in college, I had a job putting together basic websites for local businesses. One day, my boss overpromised a local office supply company that provided letterhead and business cards for the university that we could build them an online system to let university employees create, preview, and order resupplies of those items. You can do that, right? He asked. In a panic, I read about the first 12 pages of a book because in those days we read books to learn web development on how to make forms and save things into a database, and we rolled that puppy out. It's entirely possible that many Eastern European botnets found their host machines by exploiting that server because I certainly had no idea what we were doing. On the Friday of the first week I went to work for Lee, I was tasked with updating the plugins on the WordPress site. I had never used WordPress, but hey, how hard can it be? So I marched ahead without a backup and rendered the website inoperable, just a blank page. The real developer was in the UK and had gone home for the weekend, and I seriously considered just walking out of the office and never coming back. These days, I know just enough to get myself into trouble and call for help, but I long ago realized that I could get much better results in much less time and with a lot less weeping and gnashing of teeth by getting the pros to do the heavy lifting of our web endeavors and acting as a manager instead. I want to take just a few minutes to talk about how I approach finding developers, what to look for, and a few things you should do throughout the process of them working for you. Now, the process starts with you well before you ever start looking for help. You need to have a clear idea of what it is you are trying to accomplish and what kind of role you want the developer to fill. Do you need someone to build, rebuild, or migrate an entire website? Do you just need a landing page created for some marketing campaigns? Do you need someone for ongoing routine maintenance or to add the occasional tracking code or new feature here and there? Do you need advanced functionality and tools developed like calculators or apps or forms? Do you need a designer or a coder or both? The developer who has been handling the bulk of our projects for the last few years will be the first to tell you that he doesn't do design. If we don't deliver some pre-designed assets to him, it will be as spartan and and ugly as can be. That's fine for internal tools, but it might not be for public-facing projects. 
Do you need somewhere to host whatever it is you're doing, or do you already have a place? Different developers have different skill sets. Some can do quite a few of these things. Others specialize in just one or two. Sometimes it's easier to go with a company that handles all aspects of web development under one roof with multiple employees. The key thing to understand is that the clearer you are about what it is you want at the outset, the easier it is going to be to find someone to do what you are after. What you want may very well change and the scope of the project may develop, especially if you find someone you use for a long time, but the better the idea you have of what you want to do to start, the more satisfied you're going to be with the process. Now, there are an increasing number of specialized job boards for all kinds of web development projects. I still do nearly all of my development hunting on Upwork. The fees keep going up and the outstanding talent is a little harder to find, but they facilitate communication, payments, and dispute resolution, and it's the easiest option for most people. And when you're looking for someone to hire, it pays to be picky. There are enough developers on there that you can afford to shoot for a higher caliber of contractor. And a big part of what will determine your success is communication. The last thing you want is to end up stuck in a project with someone who is unresponsive or where too many things get lost in translation. Before you hire, make sure they understand what it is you're after. Make sure they can jump on a call with you and explain things that you need to understand a little better. I like to look for people who have good ratings, have earned a decent bit of money on Upwork, and have been active within the last month. I then invite them to the job I've posted. I'll occasionally find some stars who apply to the job unsolicited, but I prefer to search through profiles for developers who have a lot of experience in the technologies that I'm using for that project, or someone with enough general experience in the area I'm looking at to suggest what technologies I might need. If you're using LawPay, look for developers with experience integrating that specific payment processor. If you're using HubSpot, look for developers with experience building on that specific platform. If you have an idea but don't know where to start, create a job for a one-hour consultation on the project you're thinking about and hire somebody way more experienced and expensive than you can afford to do the call with you and brainstorm a game plan. They can help give you some guidance on how to proceed, and I have more than once found that in talking to folks like this, they can actually handle the project in a lot less time and for a lot less money than I was expecting because they actually know what they're doing. Once your project is underway, you are going to want your developer to do some documentation. This doesn't need to be anything fancy, but having a page or two on the basics of the project is going to be a lifesaver. If your developer disappears or a few years down the road, there's a problem and you need somebody new to take a look and fix it in a hurry. You want some kind of document that outlines details like the various languages or frameworks or technologies being used for the project where everything is hosted, where the source code is, you need to have access to that to pass it off to another developer in a pinch, a manifest of the various plugins or moving parts in the project, is there a database somewhere or a connection to another website to pull data up of some kind, are you using a specific WordPress form plugin, is the site being backed up, where are those backups? In an emergency situation where you need someone else to step in and fix a broken site or a tool or an app in a hurry, having some basic details you can hand over will save hours of detective work with your new developer. For several years, we had a mobile app for Rosen Institute members to access all of our premium content. How did it work? I had no idea. I had access to the code if I needed it. That part was okay, but I didn't have the faintest idea about what kind of programming language or software was used to make this thing. In the early days of COVID, when we thought half the population of the earth might not make it, I sent our developer an email about an update, and I waited and waited, 
and waited, and I assumed the worst, and I wondered how I would pass this thing off. Luckily, he was just on a multi-day hike. Thanks for giving me a heads up on that one, guy. But in having him outline the project after the fact, I found that there were all kinds of moving parts that I had no idea about, like security signing keys for the App Store and Play Store that would have made it basically impossible for us to hand off the project if something had happened to him. Our current web developer, who we've worked with for years now, is in Ukraine. Yes, that Ukraine. He is more or less stuck there. His wife and child were able to leave to Germany for a while. Now they've come back. They are all safe for the time being. He sends regular mass email updates to his clients where we get updates on how he's doing and what's happening. He is still working pretty much full time. He has to do quite a bit of his work using a solar battery, depending on the week. And, you know, I can sympathize because sometimes my neighbors are loud or my feet are cold, but I persevere and do my job because that's the kind of professional I am. And who knows, you may wake up to a broken website one morning only to realize that your developer is stuck in the airport because every flight in the U.S. is grounded. Stranger things have happened. Now, often projects have a clear endpoint. The developer has delivered the site or the plugin or the tool. Sometimes you need ongoing updates. Sometimes you just need somebody to handle a few hours of design and development each month on an ongoing basis. With these longer-term engagements, don't be surprised if at some point your developer drifts off. You are likely not going to find one developer who can handle all of your projects. And even great developers may eventually move on to different areas of programming, different fields entirely, or sometimes just get tired of working on our projects in particular. Don't take it personally. Be happy that you took my advice and have access to the code, an outline of how it all works, and those precious, precious backups, and take what you've learned on to the next project. I'm Ned Days, and that's your tech tip. And now for your moment of concise advice. Ask for feedback. There is never enough feedback in our law firms, and that's true whether it's feedback coming for us or feedback that we're giving to members of our team. There simply isn't enough feedback in law firms, and everybody needs it, but you especially you need it. You know, most law firms function in an environment where individuals are pretty much expected to improve without much input from the law firm. There really isn't very much feedback about how to make yourself better. Now, in most law firms, there's a fair amount of feedback about how to not get any worse in what you're doing. It comes in the form of judges ruling against us or clients getting upset with us or cases turning out badly, that negative feedback sets some parameters for us, but it's not particularly helpful when it comes to improving what you're doing. Negative feedback tells us what to stop doing, but it isn't helpful when it comes to what to start doing. Knowing how to not do it wrong, well, that doesn't always help us to understand how to do it right. We need more feedback. We need to know what what it is that we're doing right and what it is that we're doing wrong if we're going to grow and change and get better. And our team members need feedback as well. That's a whole nother discussion we're not going to have today. If you're looking for advice on giving your team members feedback, the best that I have found is at ManagerTools.com. Their podcast on feedback is terrific and they give great advice. We'll talk more about feedback for your team members another time 
time. But today, let's talk about you and feedback for you as the boss, the manager, the leader. You need feedback for you to grow. You need to know how to be a better manager, a better boss, a a better leader. And one place that you can get the feedback that you need, and it's right there on the front line in your law firm, is directly from your team members. They have opinions for you. They have ideas on how you can do better. They have advice for you if you will ask for it. Of course, if you ask for their advice, they're going to give it to you. And that won't always be pleasant. But growth is not always easy. It's not always pleasant. But you want to get better. So get feedback. You need it. You're only going to get it if you ask for it. So today, I'm encouraging you to do it. Ask for it. You know, interestingly, asking for feedback, it'll get you feedback. But it's also good for your team in another way. You get an added benefit in addition to the feedback that you're getting. When managers ask for feedback, they are setting an example for their employees to follow. By asking for feedback, you are demonstrating the best approach to growth. You are seeking out constructive criticism. That's exactly what your team members need as well. Employees watch you ask for feedback, and they learn to ask for strengths-based feedback from you and from one another. So ask for feedback. Get feedback. As a manager, it's important to understand what is happening in your business. How do your employees perceive you and the way you are managing them? You want to know what they're thinking. Asking for feedback from your team, it's an effective way to learn what's working and what's not working and how you might improve. I would suggest that once in a while in your regular one-on-one meetings that you ask for feedback, open the door, inquire, see what you can get. But recognize that asking for feedback can make some people feel uncomfortable. You want to start those conversations by reassuring employees that their opinion matters and that their feedback is valuable and important. Let them know that you take their input seriously and that you want it in order to do a better job, to become a better manager, to be a better boss and a better leader. Ask them open-ended questions. Instead of asking yes or no, ask questions that will encourage them to provide more detailed responses. Ask them what's working in the law firm and what's not working. Ask them how your approach to helping them and to guiding them is effective and how it might be ineffective. Ask broad, open-ended questions to help yourself gain a better understanding of the issues that you might be facing. Starting out by asking for feedback about the law firm generally, that tends to get the ball rolling. Then in subsequent questions, you can hone in to you individually as a manager, but don't push too hard. Opening this door requires trust, and it's okay to let the feedback drift in over months of one-on-one meetings. Don't expect it all to come flooding to you in the first attempt. Don't expect the mother load of feedback in your very first conversation. It takes trust, so it takes time. Now, you might choose to go further with the feedback process. Some firms, in addition to asking for feedback in one-on-one meetings, will hire consultants to 
conduct 360 evaluations of management. These firms will ask everyone in the firm for feedback about everyone in a management role. That's a good idea. Some firms have learned a lot using that sort of approach. Other firms create an open feedback system where employees can submit their ideas and suggestions and opinions about management anonymously. That works as well. There are all sorts of approaches to getting feedback, and you've got to find the approach that fits the culture of your law firm. Recognize when you do get feedback that getting feedback is challenging. It's hard to get good feedback, so reward it when you're fortunate enough to get it. That's how you get better than you were before, and That's the point here. The point is to make you better at what you do so that you improve the quality of the results that you're getting from your team. So get feedback. That's your moment of concise advice. Wrapping up from Taipei, thanks for spending a few minutes with me and Ned today. We hope you have a great weekend and an even better week next week. Keep plugging away, moving forward, getting things done. You're on the right track. You'll get there I promise we're all in this together and together we build better practices through better marketing and better management and better technology. Until next time, I'm Lee Rosen. Thanks for listening to Your Law Firm. Visit rosensrules.com for our free course on the 10 critical rules successful law firms follow. 